1: Welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from the week that was in Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Speaker, and more. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me introduce to you the rest of the team. Up first... He is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how's it going?
2: Oh, it's going great. How's it going for you, Miranda?
1: Going well, going well, going well. And the third member of this trio is Who? 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 It is the one and only Brendan Barr. That's who? Who? Hey
3: Hey. Oh, man, man. This is it. This is we've reached the big week. This is kind of like crazy
2: yeah (laughs) yeah it feels like all year kind of builds to this week
3: yes well more than than a lot of people know because my goodness uh i mean i i knew a lot was going on but filtering through to find all the lucha content for this weekend and there's a lot was i mean there's a lot going on
1: well and if you may not know what we're alluding to (laughs) of course Hopefully now you know that we are talking about WrestleMania weekend happening, of course, in Dallas, Texas. But on top of WrestleMania itself, you know, this weekend has become synonymous with wrestling from all over. A wrestling mecca of the world literally is now concentrated in Dallas, Texas. Uh, with promotions left and right having shows throughout the entire weekend, some as early as Wednesday uh, and some going through all the way through the weekend. So it is just it's phenomenal to see everything online, on social media, everyone that's heading over there. And by proxy, this means it's a pretty good, you know, week for Lucha Libre, as Brendan mentioned. Uh, and we will be doing that in just a second. We actually are doing a different format for this week's show where we are really going to be honing in on all of those shows and events happening for WrestleMania weekend. Up first and then on our second half, get into news of the week. But, uh, with that, Brendan, go ahead and take it away. The breakdown of WrestleMania these shows.
3: <laughs> well, first off, I do want us, uh, you know, we, uh, we were talking about it. We always talk about supporting the indie stuff. I want to wish everybody who's working this weekend in Dallas or outside of Dallas, uh, or, you know, anywhere in the states, even in South America, cause we, I know Zenshi, you're still out there doing stuff with all of them and he, he is a friend of the show i like to pretend he listens every week but he's probably a busy man so wish all of you uh great fortune this weekend because this is uh, a, a big weekend to get your brand out there and and thank you once again for putting yourselves on the line for our entertainment so uh we'll go we'll start there um but yeah, the events are going on. You said Wednesday. So now I want to, was there actually, what was actually going on on Wednesday? Uh, I didn't find that in my lucha breakdown.
1: Well, not so much lucha related, but just independent wrestling related. Okay. Uh, I saw some, uh, I can't remember the exact promotion. I have to double check, but I believe there was events happening as of yesterday, um, in the, the Dallas area.
3: There's certainly it was a lot that started today and it started early. Uh so I'm going to start by throwing to Dusty because Triple A started off the lucha content today.
2: Yeah, Triple A it taped today as we're recording this today. Um <laughs> Thursday the 31st <laughs> of of uh, March it was $15 on Fight TV. It was one of the earliest shows of the weekend, and it's likely to be the freshest and most rested. Anybody that's in these matches will be all weekend, so it's a good chance to see them kind of doing their best. Uh, you know, just early – like like we I said, early in the weekend, you get a little more energetic performance at times, and, you know, it's just just important. Can't miss show, honestly. We'll run down the card. First match is Micro Microman. You know, very famous lately. Nice chance to see Microman teaming in a trios match with Nino Amberguesa and Taya versus Laidra, Mini Abismo Negro Jr., and Rey Escorpión. The second match is another trios match of Aramis, Mr. Iguana, and Octagon Jr. versus Abismo Negro Jr., Ares, and Fabi Apache. Next is a tag team match for the NWA tag team titles. Bastia 666 and mecha wolf versus arrow star and drago next up another trios match drago kid jack cartwheel and pagano versus gringo loco puma king and sam adonis gringo loco may be undergoing a name change based on his uh recent facebook post i have no idea if that had a bearing on his appearance with AAA yet at this show if it does we'll mention it next week uh Next match was a triple-A cruiserweight championship match, triple threat, Laredo Kid versus Bandito versus Flamita, and Laredo Kid's 12th defense of the title, and the main event was Psycho Clown versus Taurus. I... Incredible card. Can't miss card. You you got to see it. You got to love it. A lot of good stuff going on there. Psycho Clown. I, I haven't heard the results of the show yet because I haven't had a chance to watch it. But it was my understanding that Psycho Clown stayed afterwards until every kid got a picture and an autograph and that he was super over with the kids at the okay. show.
1: So I that's, believe that.
2: Yeah, I've, that's I've awesome seen and exciting. That, I've
1: seen that myself just on a local level of psycho clown staying after a show well past the show to take photographs and and sign autographs for with kids so that does not surprise me
2: so cool it's always nice to hear the you know nice guys behind the scenes and there's a reason he's the John Cena of Mexico. Like, you see this stuff, and kids love him. I had wondered about the transition to America for Psycho Clown. The name and kind of gimmick lent itself to more of a heel thing. But apparently the kids ate it up.
3: Well, uh, the kids in Texas ate it up. I mean... It, it, <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, it's hard to say how that would go other places. It's, it's very interesting to watch the indies and see certain... <clears throat> characters that that work really well in some cities and then not so well in others. But um I think anywhere is gonna be big I think Psycho Clown will be big. So that's we talked a bit about that last week. Yeah. Uh I did want to point out that uh in addition to Psycho Clown being that I've seen I've seen him do that. Uh the other another person, a big name, you might have heard of this guy Ray Mysterio Jr. has at many of his indie appearances made sure yes. that every fan has gotten a picture with him after the ring. Like we had to stay very late at a show <laughs> just mm-hmm. because everybody in that arena needed to get their picture with it with Ray, and I was not mad about it. But uh yeah, he
2: had the <laughs> chance, why not? Right, exactly. Yeah. Very. Cool. Uh, but yeah, now there's some GCW news.
3: Oh, oh I, before we go to oh. that, I did want to comment on your, uh, your, your, uh, talking about, uh, Mr. I read his name as I was trying to get, get out the word out of my mouth. Hello, Mr. Iguana. We're always talking about you, but no, yeah, I was talking about Gringo Loco this time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I I'm going to refer to, uh, Cubs fans Lucha blog and, um, his Lucha wiki he refers to gringo luco as the indie version because there is a mexican version so it because uh because names are licensed through the the wrestling and boxing commission in mexico working for a mexican promotion he may not be able to use that name mm-hmm. so when interesting uh, when we actually yeah. see the 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 broadcast he may have a different name that'll be that what that's all about. I just when you mentioned that I was I, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh he's there is another gringo loco. So that may be what's going on there.
2: Yeah, he was calling himself keeping it loco lately on social
3: media. So yep. that would be Did interesting. Yeah. Interesting indeed. But yeah. also on Thursday, another TV taping and this will be available. So, so I just want to go over that was on fight. You said was that, uh, that was a $18 fight. $15. $15. fight. And that's
2: the best price that AAA's had for a show in quite a while. So it,
3: it fits really well with the pricing scheme for over this weekend. You'll, you'll hear as we go through events that I know anything that's on fight is right around that range this weekend. So maybe that had something to do with it, but not on fight. Well, actually kind of on fight. Uh, We had an MLW taping also today, being Thursday when we record this.
1: Yes, yes, and (laughs) that is uh, MLW Intimidation Games. Uh, let me pull this up uh that is being filmed uh right now, and that is likely going to be part of uh m l w fusion um shows that we are going to be seeing uh later on this spring and summer um some interesting points uh as far as matches advertised for intimidation game uh that is, of course, the MLW World Heavyweight Championship is being defended in a triple threat match with Alexander Hammerstone versus Jake Fatu versus Mods Kruger. Uh, also being announced, uh, and who knows who this mystery opponent will be, but a singles match for the MLW World Middleweight Championship. Myron Reed versus To Be Determined. And then for, uh, their, you know, more Lucha oriented content. You have a very interesting tag match. The team of gang Grail and Pagano will be taking on Los parks, LA park and LA park jr. Um, we also have a women's match size, uh, Sasha McKenzie versus holiday as well as a ramp up for uh, possibly what we're going to be seeing later on this spring and summer with the featherweight division. Um, but that is just one of two uh, MLW shows happening this weekend.
3: Yeah, the other one, when we get to it, is is going to be really big. There's a lot going on there. But that's a nice little teaser. Hopefully they got themselves a nice hot crowd of people because, as Dusty pointed out, everybody will be fresh. It's not just the wrestlers that'll be fresh. It's all the fans too because yeah. I can tell you from being at a weekend like this, it's hard to have that yeah. energy level on Fan a Sunday. Fan fatigue is real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but if if you were looking for if you were in town and you were looking for something a little different, Dark Arts Entertainment and Flowbone Pro Wrestling had uh Pro Wrestling Ghouls had a uh had a show that's probably a little more for your spot your style it looks like it was kind of patterned after like a lucha baba va va boom they didn't announce events so much as they were announcing burlesque and luchadors and all that other sort of thing i did not see uh i didn't see where where the actual luchadors were listed but it is part of the the super beast training grounds for a co-sponsor so you uh, a lot of texas based and California based luchadors probably as well as anybody else they could have grabbed. But, uh, it sounded like, you know, to me, that sounded like a great way to end out the Thursday. There was, a a, uh, you know, having a, a lucha and, and, uh, and, uh, what, why did it just shoot out of my head again? A, a, uh, and a little bit of light entertainment. I'm just going to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you still wanted to have more wrestling, there is an event that was called the Mark Hitchcock Memorial, which was at 9 p.m., also on Fight TV for, I believe, $13. There were a couple of lucha matches on there. Bandito versus Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, Black Taurus, Josh Alexander versus uh, Michael Oku, Ray Orus, and Laredo Kid. So, you know, good stuff there. Uh, so... Uh moving on to Friday, which is hopefully when you're hearing this, you'll have will start the day early again with the two PM start for MLW and this is kinda of the big one. So Miranda, you have some info on that?
1: Yes. This, so this is the Matinee show, the afternoon show happening. On Friday and this is MLW Presents Azteca Underground A show that they have been hyping up and building up to On the subsequent and previous weeks of MLW Fusion This is a very stacked card so I'm going to go through it As quickly and succinctly as I possibly can This also does include some new matches that have been added uh, Just as recently as this week uh, We will have a a Azteca-Apocalypto apoco- match, uh, L.A. Park versus Jacob Fatu, two men with a pretty rich and deep history in MLW. Uh, we also are going to have a trios match, and not so much in the traditional trios, but more of a six-man tag, with Devon Erics teaming up with Hammerstone to face Richard Holiday, King Muertes, and Mads Kruger. We have labeled a super lucha math, match, Bandido versus Flamita. Uh, and also a grudge match, Enzo versus Casey Navarro. A, a super estrella de trios, So this is more of a traditional trios match. Uh, Aerostar, Microman, and El Dragon set to face, uh, the team of Strange Sangre, Aris, mini abismo negro and a luchador sorpresa as well as just straight up good wrestling matches octagon jr will be facing matt cross there also will be a four-way for the national openweight championship alex kane will be defending his championship against ach myron reed and puma king as well as, uh, Otomies and Gino Medina will be facing off in a Mexican strap match. This is a mix of a, well, not a strap match within the ring, but outside of the ring. Uh, outside of the ring, the, uh, ring will be surrounded by luchadores and MLW wrestlers all with straps in hand. So anytime one of these competitors ends up going outside of the ring, they will be violently slapped with uh, with leather straps until they get back inside the ring.
3: I uh, just realized Microman's going to be one of the guys at ringside for that.
1: That has to be, because <laughs> we'll go into this more this week in MLW, but Microman is, is over. Uh, announced this week, and even just recently, we are going to have a one-on-one match. Davy Richards will be facing Danny Limelight. Ooh, the nice. team of Hustle and Power, which is E.J. Uh, Induka and Calvin Tankman, will be facing Los Parks. And somewhat of a confrontation, a no-holes-barred confrontation, not exactly sure what this means. But Cesar Duran himself will be confronting Alex Hammerstone um, in the ring. We know that Cesar Duran has really been persistent in trying to make— Cesar Duran's, I mean, or Alex Hammerstone's life miserable. He drove a wedge between him and his best friend Richard Holiday and has been throwing every single obstacle in his way. Uh, so Cesar Duran is a man. Well, if you can't get it done right, you gotta do it yourself. Uh, so. Who knows what this confrontation will be? Um, and also, again, this is a whole event extravaganza. It's going to be an interactive experience, including a lucha lunch. So first and second ticket, uh, hold row ticket holders are going to have uh, exclusive access to a taco bar, uh, a tour of Cesar Duran's office and meet and greets with Cesar Duran himself, as well as Microman and a special, Opportunity for guests uh to search Caesar's Cathedral of Violence on an Azteca treasure hunt before the show kicks off. Uh that and much, much more uh showtime for this is two PM and one of the biggest Azteca Underground shows that they produced, if not the biggest one in its existence. So uh so much that's gonna be coming out of that and very much content that we are likely gonna see uh, on weekly episodes of Azteca Underground.
3: So you, you threw in a lot. I'm just going to throw out a couple more. If I, if we doubled up on it, that's, that's uh, okay. I apologize to the audience, but I did have a couple other ones that, uh, just, I, I was able to round up Octagon Jr. against Matt Cross. Yep. Dead versus Cheek Tormenta. And yep. we still have Aramis, Puma King, and Hioda LA Parks got scheduled to appear. Sorry. You sounded like you were gonna jump in with some. No, that
1: there. one uh we did talk about Matt Cross versus Octagon Jr. but I did uh not have uh Halla Dead versus Cheek Tormenta on my list. So that one is um
3: Okay, I just had it in a just, different order. That's why I yeah. was like I might have heard it and just but yeah No,
1: but that, that one <laughs> was not on my list. So that in and of itself too is a great addition to this full full lineup.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh We've got some, we've got New Japan. Now, I don't know, Dusty, did you, did you prep this one or do I? I
2: did not, no.
3: (laughs) I did, okay, I, I uh, put it on my list, I forgot to ask you ahead of time. New Japan's Lone Star Shootout at 5pm on Friday. Uh, presumably it will eventually be available on New Japan's streaming app, but I did not have any streaming details for that one, unlike uh and By the way, MLW that MLW event is inevitably going to wind up on the YouTube channel. It will take longer than a lot of these to get there, but you will if you're not in Dallas this weekend, you'll get to see it. New Japan is the same way. I don't know when it's going to wind up there. It may take a little while. They have an event there though called the Lone Star Shootout, and it does have lucha content. It has a match with uh Juice Robinson, David Finlay, Kevin Knight. Uh, and Daniel Garcia versus Mascara Dorada, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks and Yu Yu Uramara. Uh, apparently Mascara Dorada is is going to be a regular on New Japan's American content, which makes me both happy and sad cuz now I have to uh I, I now I have to watch more <laughs> New Japan even though that's not my job on this show. <laughs> uh.
2: I'm just excited to have something from New Japan to cover. It's been yeah. a hot. <laughs>
3: it's been it's been a hot minute, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have a seven PM show for a a group called Texas Style Wrestling, which has uh La Rebellion uh against Los Misfits, although it's I think that's how they're saying it, it's MSFTS. So uh, I mean New words, new internet words, uh, and that's ostensibly going to be for the NWA World Tag Team Championship. You'll also have Alex Arsenal, uh, against Damien 666 on the show. So, uh, a little bit of lucha, Texas style lucha in there for sure, because those are both hard hitting, kind of, to use our terminology on the show, uh, uh, it, uh, it is, uh, <laughs> If we want to use the terminology on the show, they're they're more Texas style than they are the California style. So um and then Friday has two big shows, the first of which has shockingly little lucha content on it. Thanks, Tony Khan. That's ROH. Um we're really the only match that is super lucha that's been listed. Is the, the dream match of Bandito versus Jonathan Gresham to unify the ROH championship. Unfortunately, because of, uh, so many factors going on, I do not anticipate, uh, Bandito coming out on top on this one. I think, uh, it'll be a fantastic match, but if you, uh, don't want to, uh, Don't want to to run this down for the one match. It's probably not going to be uh, Bandito carrying the championship into the new era of of, uh, ROH under Tony Khan. It's just my guess. Uh, That will be available on Fight, although it is much cheaper if you get it through the ROH app, which is probably the last time you're going to be able to get new content through the (laughs) ROH app. So, uh, you know, if you're like me and you still have that, then you, you can go ahead and watch that on Friday for your normal ROH, uh, five to nine dollars, depending on your subscription. Uh, or you can get it on fight for fifteen. Um, but then the other big card going on on Friday is GCW's The World on Lucha and, uh, I uh I have some matches here. I uh, Miranda, if you have any information, extra information, feel free to to pile on with me here. No worries. Uh this is going to be on fight for $14. We have the uh super super dream match Psycho Clown versus <laughs> Dr. Wagner Jr. in the main event. <laughs> um I am fully expecting this is going to be bloody and brutal and and will uh, will not this will not be the end of it so you know, fully expect that there will be a lot you'll be coming out of that match wanting a lot more of those two together cuz that seems to be their goal uh we also have Pagano versus Sadika in an extreme match i don't know why on earth we we need to see that on a GCW show like i mean they do enough extreme matches but they're billing this as an extreme match so um, it's gonna be brutal. It's gonna be brutal. We won't be seeing cookie sheets. We'll be seeing skewers and other awful things. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah this one's
2: gonna go hard.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those two both can go hard. Like they again, you don't need to call it an extreme match. You just say you're having Pagano versus Sadika yeah. in a match, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's gonna be rough." Yes. <laughs> Uh, then we have, uh, Jack Cartwheel against, uh, on this night. He is known as Johnny Caballero. <laughs> uh, the many names of Johnny, even over this weekend. Uh, ten, Tony Deppen versus Zicosis, which I think is going to be, uh, an instant classic, honestly. Tony Deppen is so good at working the crowd and Sikosis is such a legend and so good at making anybody he, uh, works with look that much better. I think that uh you will really see a nice elevated uh card out of a uh, match out of those two. And uh Gringo Loco, Abismo Negro Jr and Demonic Flamita, so he's build his demonic on this one as opposed to earlier in the weekend where he's just Flamita against Laredo Kid, Rey Orus and ASF. Uh I mean, how do you that's just a classic six-man tag match. That's going to uh, be great. And you have, uh, AR Fox versus Ninja Mac, Golden Dragon versus Octagon Jr. versus Drago Kid versus Arrow Boy versus Chris Carter versus Shane Mercer.
1: It would not be a GCW event without a scramble, <laughs> even so. This is the standard GCW scramble match.
3: Okay. So can, do you, uh, know a bit about the format on that, that kind of scramble match or is it just six guys and, and chaos?
1: Uh, that's a good question um, I would say typically there's a You know a format of, of You know everyone jumps into to the ring um, But this one too I mean it's a lucha scramble So that's even more uh, You know chaos piled on top of this So I can't I cannot predict what the <laughs> format will be on here I'm just going to say okay. that right now
3: But I mean that's probably going to be Either the start of the show Or right yes. near the start of the show yes. So it'll be a heck of a way to kickstart that. Um, also on Friday, not to, I mean, I, I've made it sound like those are the two big ones, but there's the, the power lineup, it seems to be on Friday. Martinez Entertainment is having an event Uh that's going to be in Arlington. So it's a little bit of a drive from Dallas, but not too much. Um, on that card, you'll have Michael Elgin and Psycho Clown against Black Darius and Laredo Kid. El Hijo del Santo and Ultimo Dragon versus Fishman Jr. and Shocker. Crazy Boy and Extreme Tiger versus Aerostar and Drago. That's your classic AAA tag team right there. Uh, Diego de la Cruz and Jonathan Vega versus Erio de Juarez and Black Danger for the Martinez Tag Team Championship. Uh, and Mecha Wolf versus Silver Tiger for the Martinez Heavyweight Championship. I would like to point out, I mean, uh, they, they, uh, have said over somebody, uh, Cubs fan pointed out who he thinks was working the most, but Mecha Wolf and, uh, uh, Bestia 666 are going to be brought up a lot in this. They're going to be mm-hmm. defending the tag team champions a couple times. Mecha Wolf's on this card, like, If you, if those are your guys, this is the weekend for you. You're going to get a lot of content out of them. Uh, we do also on
1: Friday have, have an impact. Uh, I believe it's a taping. Uh, it is not necessarily a taping. It is an event that's going to be, I believe, part of WrestleCon. Um, and it will be available on fight t v um impact will then present a midnight showing uh show featuring also their throwback style um if you think of south paul wrestling impact provisional wrestling federation brand um and this is the multiverse of matches show I just gotta say I love this branding um and the premise of this show is again the forbidden door crossing over and having talent from various promotions uh on this show uh as far as lucha related or lucha adjacent content though just a few matches uh for the x division championship we will have an ultimate x match uh chris bay versus rich swan versus blake christian versus jordan grace versus vincent and and of course, your champion, Trey Miguel, all fighting for the X Division Championship. Uh, your current Ring of Honor and AAA Reina de Reina's Women's Champion, Dion Barazzo, will have her Champ Champ Challenge in which she has an open challenge and will defend one or both belts, depending on who comes out and challenges her um and that will be interesting because one thing that we did also see uh for Ring of Honor's show is that there is going to be a number one contender's match uh for to become the number one contender for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship mm-hmm. uh Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez uh so whoever wins that will likely be facing Diana Parrazzo for the ROH Women's Championship somewhere down the line uh, and even things like, uh, Ring of Honor versus Impact, uh, in a non-title match, uh, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. Uh, you have, uh, NWA versus Impact with Mickey James and Nick Aldis versus Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Uh, and that and much more on, uh, the multiverse of matches. A great theme. Not a whole lot of Lucha content, but, um, you know, it's still gonna sound like a really fun show.
3: I'm still rooting that they pull out the, uh, the surprise card and bring, bring, uh, Taya into that, that women's championship match, but.
1: Oh, stop playing with my heart. Stop it. (laughs) Don't play with me like that. (laughs) I'm just, uh, I'm
3: not, I'm playing with me like that. That's, that's me wanting, like, I'm going to be holding my breath on Friday, uh, looking at Twitter going, who's, who's, who who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And then I'll probably be a little bit sad when it's anybody but Taya. It doesn't matter. It could be a Vispa Dorada. Spoiler, it's not. Uh, (laughs) but I would still be disappointed that it wasn't Taya. Uh, so, but that's Friday. Uh, big, big Friday. Saturday is also really big and it starts big with WrestleCon having uh, an event called USA versus the world. This is also going to be on fight. $15. Kind of following this theme here, 13 to $15. And because the world is involved, that means Mexico is involved. So you do have Sam Adonis versus La Hidra versus friend of the show, Mr. Iguana versus Golden Dragon versus Fight Panther Jr. for the Warrior Wrestling Lucha Championship.
0: Ooh.
3: Right? And I yeah, should point out, Sam Adonis is kind of friendly with the show, too. Like, yeah. he is, he's always really... Like he's 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 the bad guy, so I try and and downplay it a little more. But
2: he's, he's so cool though, like as yeah. a person, yeah, yeah. yeah Sam's <laughs> the guy, yeah. Like he's awesome.
3: Uh, so that I mean I, that also has potential to just be a show stealer. And then you have Gringo Loco, Flip Gordon, Caleb Connolly versus Ares, Aramis, and Arrow Boy. Like, if you want to see West Coast Lucha style wrestling. You cannot do better than that match this weekend, in my opinion. I think that's gonna be, uh, quite the, quite the event. Uh, and then, in the, uh, the now annual Effie's Big Gay Brunch, this time Effie is going to take on another exotico legend. This is the one that more people of our generation are probably familiar with. Because, uh, Pimpinella Escarlata was all over Lucha Underground, so you have MP, F.E. versus Pimpinella Escarlata. And, uh, I mean, what a main event!
0: Yeah. What so a main
3: cool. event!
1: Yeah. Love <laughs> it. I love it.
3: Uh those of you who are less familiar with Effie's style because he's not overly lucha, uh Effie is is kind of an exotico without being an exotico, so without the label of an exotico. So you can expect uh a, a kind of a, an interesting matchup of, of uh styles there. Uh we're gonna have then there's another event called Texas Mania two uh three from Gulf the gulf coast wrestling alliance that'll be at 3 p.m it does feature mostly local local wrestlers but you do have bandito versus asf la rebellion uh versus moonshine mantel and ryan davidson for the nwa tag team championship so that would be your mecca wolf and your uh
1: uh Bestia. A
3: bestia. Thank bestia you. Bestia
1: sighting. Yes, yeah. yes. These <laughs> men have been all over the place. Uh and yeah. will be this weekend. So.
3: They're all over. I hope they've they've got a, a hotel that's really close to all these venues because they they're all over the place. Uh and then we'll have at eight PM we will have a show called Lucha Maniacs, which uh has as you can figure, a loaded card of, of Luchador. So we'll start off here. Aries Black, uh, and Black Danger, uh, Chick Tormenta, Mini Abismo Negro Jr. versus Aragon, Brilliante, uh, uh Brilliante Arby, uh, Dempsey and Jonathan Lopez. Uh, then Ray Leon, uh, versus Mr. Leo for the IWC Legacy. Tony Deppin, it's just listed as Cuervo, so I don't know which Cuervo that is, but, uh, all of them are good. Bestia666 and Mecha Wolf against Epidemius and Epidemius Jr. for the NWA Tag Team Championship. And again, that's, uh, Epidemius and Epidemius Jr. have been uh, operating out of chaos and the North promotions a lot, and if you haven't seen them yet, this matchup is very exciting because they're, they can really, really step up and shine. Uh, Arrow Boy versus Myron Reed, Tristan Tai, and Black Destiny. Uh, and then, uh, Decimus, Gringo Loco, Juventude Area versus Aramis, ASF, and Dusty's favorite, Lince Dorado.
2: Yeah, my <laughs> man Lince. Yeah. <laughs> Best shooting star
1: press in the wrestling business. That's
3: a boy, that's a boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Black Taurus versus ACH. So, I mean, that is gonna be quite the match. And then, uh, Black Label Pro ha- has a midnight show that <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I'm so glad that I'm not trying to press for that one, cause I talked to, uh, a friend of mine last year that tried to go to Black Label Pro's uh Friday midnight show or Saturday midnight show and uh it did not end well for him. Uh <laughs> but they do feature Black Christian versus or Blake Christian versus Black Taurus uh, on that match. Like I mean and I I want to clarify this is not because Black Label Pro puts on a bad show. Black Label Pro puts on a great show. But it's Starting at midnight, uh, after two or three days of wrestling, like, uh, and, yeah. and, and alcohol's usually involved. So, which <laughs> was what happened with my friend. He, he's like, he remembers going to the show and then he woke up the next morning in his hotel, but that's, that's a, you know, he doesn't know a lot of that happened in between. So, <laughs> um, also on Saturday, we have some NXT.
1: Yes, we have NXT Stand and Deliver. I'll be going over this week in NXT a little bit later on in the show, uh, which will explain how we got to some of these matches. But the t- two ones that maybe, or at least three, that Lucha Libre fans may want to keep an eye out on. Of course, we have our Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose will be defending against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. We also have our Fatal Five-Way Ladder Match for the NXT North American Championship. Carmelo Hayes, your champion. will have to fend off four different competitors, Santos Escobar, Solo Sicoa, Grayson Waller and Cameron Grimes, who ended up punching his ticket into this match, uh, on this week's show, NXT show. Uh, and then on the NXT pre-show on the stand and deliver, I'm sorry, not pre-show, kickoff show is the right terminology. We have the return of a tag team, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai teaming up to face Gigi Dolan and JC Jane of Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship.
3: We will definitely be talking about that in the second half of the show. I, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, do you have more on NXT?
1: Uh, just lucha related or lucha adjacent. Those are it.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, I knew that, that particular result and I was, uh, I, I can promise listeners who know the show, we will have more to say on the Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai tag team reemergence later. So. It will be explained and it's, uh, and, and opinions will be had. Uh, but the only show going on on Sunday that, uh, was listed that I could find is the big show, the one that allegedly people are there for, even though people like me don't actually go to it. Uh, and that is, uh, WrestleMania. So Dusty, what do you got for us?
2: Yeah. WrestleMania night one, Saturday night, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Versus The Miz and Logan Paul, it's going to be the first or second match on the card. The show starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mexico time, if you're watching from Mexico, and 3 p.m. Pacific time Sunday the opening match will be Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler and a fo- fatal four-way for the women's tag team titles and because of daylight savings time in Mexico changing that'll be on at 5 p.m. Sunday Mexico time same time everywhere else in America Big weekend, but not a big Lucha presence at WrestleMania this year.
3: No, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit about WrestleMania's kind of mixed bag of Lucha appearances later in the show as well. So yeah. more things to to stay tuned on with that. But that brings us to an end of all of the crazy things that are happening uh, this weekend as we're taping the show. If you're listening to this in the future, uh, I apologize <laughs> that we're focusing so hard on things that were about to happen live next week we should have coverage of uh, almost all of this time allowing so uh we will uh, we will be back with more on that and uh uh Miranda I believe you have uh s- someone you want to throw to
1: Yes thank you Brendan uh for all of that rundown of the events <laughs> Uh, lucha adjacent, lucha libre centric, and just plain lucha promotions happening in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, for WrestleMania weekend. And now that brings us to, well, this week's lucha central central. So you know who we're going to kick it off to. Denise Alcedo, letting you know what's happening throughout the lucha central podcast network. and we're back now we told you everything that's gonna be happening and maybe by the time you listen to it has happened for wrestlemania weekend but we still have this week's news letting you know what's happening with lucha libre promotions lucha doors everything that's happening this week because the world don't stop just because it's wrestlemania week it keeps on rolling so First off, we are going to discuss this week's AAA news with Dusty.
2: Yeah, the main news this week for AAA, there was a press conference regarding TripleMania Chapter 2 that's being held in Tijuana on June the 18th. And during the press conference, there were a few interesting things. The first one, AEW stars may somehow figure into the show beyond what we know. Dorian was asked about this, and he, you know, about the AAW presence at the Triple Mania, and he said, you know, he couldn't really talk about who might be coming in because he couldn't say much until after the first round of the roulette. So I don't know what that means, kind of interesting. But the big news coming out of this was Dragon Lee and Trilistico will face the Hardy brothers, Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. They will be making their first appearance in Mexico in five years, 2017. They did an appearance with the crash where they won and lost the titles on the same night. They lost to the Lucha bros. It was a great spot during their kind of indie run before the WWE thing. Very cool spot for them. Very high profile. Great spot for Dragon Lee and Drillistico. This is probably Drillistico's highest profile match ever. And great spot for him in the main event. Going to be very cool. A lot of things will be building to TripleMania Night 3. The chapter three, night three, that'll be held in Mexico City. And that is going to be like the, the biggest, the best. Everything's building up to that. A lot of apuestas matches. But night two, chapter two, will still have an apuestas match. There's a women's cage match that's also a related to De La Muerta, but done all in one. The entrants thus far are Ivy, Sexy Star Two, Lady Flamer, Lady Shawnee, Chick Storm and three Luchador Suprasas. It's a cage match with all the entrants at the same time and then the final two entrants are going to have a an Apoistus match immediately like right away mask versus mask the loser will be unmasked that night in the ring very cool to have the Apoistus match it may be the like co-main event but I don't see it going on after the Hardys not a huge deal, but it should. It feels like a main event, a big deal. If I had to guess on who was going to lose their mask, I would say Sexy Star Two is a very likely candidate. Mm-hmm. The gimmick has been confused with Dolce Garcia, the original Sexy Star. It's tainted her popularity. People are always like, "Sexy Star." I thought, mm-hmm. you know, like it's always a, a thing. And I believe she would likely be unmasked and be given a new branding, new, new something. I, I feel out of the entrance thus far. And the entrants to come are fairly limited. There's Lady Marvia is an obvious choice, but only having masked wrestlers in the match it kind of limits who can be in there. So I I think is that
3: it, it's mask it, only. There's no there's no uh, hair provision. No like hair on the line. It's no. masks
2: only. Well, that's that, that's the way it was described.
3: Yeah, it's so you're only. right. That does super limited.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of local Tijuana wrestlers that could likely be in it. Like I say, Lady Maravilla we likely see in it. But some of the usuals that we might see, like Big Mommy or Taya even, we're not going to see in this match just because of the mask stipulation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, we'll have all this news and more. It looks like there may be a little bit of a mixed tag thing going on. Sammy and Tay they won over the weekend. And Tijuana at the last show and you know, they made it clear they wanted to challenge for the titles. I believe they're at Wrestle or at Triple Mania Night One and in Monterey. So we'll see where that goes, especially with the Ruleta figuring into things, you know, and, and maybe the men's and the women's figures into plans for the
3: Yeah. For no, and i think I think him saying that he can't give results until after that is just yeah. the company line like they or not results uh he's basically,
1: situation yeah yeah, yeah. He's basically
3: trying to keep interest on their product mm-hmm. which uh, is very fair to me, so I mean it, it' right it uh it may not be a lot or it could be huge, but uh it's it's definitely a good idea for them to to not let their product get lost in the wave of other big events going on right now.
2: Yeah, and it sounds like it's going to be a big night with at least a couple of big matches, oh, exciting yeah. matches going on. The the Ruleta, <sighs> It sounds like we might be in for some surprises at night one. So it'll be very exciting. We'll report on all of that when it happens. Still to come in the future, but. Exciting stuff. Triple A. Still no news on the lawsuit, by the way, with FMV. And <laughs> they've not. just kind of successfully dodged it. And they're like, what lawsuit? And so far, Fight TV, WrestleMania Weekend, and AEW have been like, you say no lawsuit? I guess no lawsuit. <laughs> and, I mean, that's just how it's gone. But everything seems to be coming up triple A. Like, this is the most hype and excitement they've had in a long time. But is wildly hyped, you know, probably the best wrestler in the world right now. And just amazing things going. And it feels like this is going to be triple A's year. So I think we're really seeing the beginning of their ascension to being the American Lucha Libre company or the company you think of with Lucha Libre in America.
3: Yeah, I, I
2: big year for them, and they're yeah. really gonna climb this year, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, like I keep saying, I think Lucha is the the end product right now, and that makes it the perfect time for AAA to make big moves. So,
2: absolutely, yeah. and and they're making big matches drawing a lot of interest social media interest in the hardy's match was unbelievable people that i've friends with online and online acquaintances that don't even watch lucha were hyped for that match because they figured jeff hardy was going to jump off of stuff and it was (laughs) going to be crazy and that's what they want to see and that alone is going to draw eyes to the product and they're going to see that it's more than just flips that there's a lot of you know, really spectacular yep. stuff that goes on Lucha Libre. It can be physical, it can be heavy, it can be comedic, but it's always interesting.
3: And but if you're into Jeff Hardy jumping off of stuff, uh, we've got Jack Evans and we've got Aerostar. So yeah. come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like. <laughs> It'll be amazing, and Jeff Hardy <laughs> is definitely going to jump off of stuff. It's going to be crazy. I would not want to take a Swanton from Jeff Hardy in 2020. It looks like it came your chest in.
3: <laughs> yeah. But
2: but other than the the 2022 Swanton, everything else, you know, like I, I'm excited, and yeah, it's going to be awesome.
3: It's going to be exciting, and again, I mean, uh, I'm happy to, on social media, point you to – Aerostar, in particular jumping off of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he wants. Yeah. That's
2: his deal. He that's, is amazing.
3: <laughs> so we we will happily introduce uh new lucha fans to jumping off of stuff if that's what you're into, because it's crazy. Our our friends are crazy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's it for AAA this week. We'll have all the results from this week's show, the WrestleCon show, and more next week. We'll have the rundown from Triple not Triple from the Triple A show in Tijuana last week as well.
1: Now this is kind of a rare spot for AEW to be in To kind of be the odd man out uh, Because they are not having Outside of just regular programming this week You know, anything of very much to do with WrestleMania weekend Uh So we don't have much to report Outside though of, you know, still weekly television Especially a, a pretty big match that did happen this week on Dynamite
2: yeah. Yes, and also a little to report about WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Brian Cage did an interview that dropped just as we were recording, and he said that Tony Khan, he- <clears throat> excuse me, heavily preferred that his wrestlers did not work WrestleMania weekend, at least wrestle on WrestleMania weekend, and so that's why you didn't see many mm-hmm. people doing it. But the fact that Thunder Rosa is not only wrestling but has her own show, so shows that she has a lot of Stroke and pull in AEW and that's a good spot for her politically. Yeah. Shows that she's going to be a strong contender. We didn't get to see much from Rosa this week on Dynamite, just a promo about, you know, her strength and being strong. I hope we get to see her in action soon. You know, very exciting. Her work in the ring is obviously what really makes it. Her promos are getting better every week. Very exciting. But the main thing in Dynamite this week was Andrade defeated Darby Allin. This was an intense match. It was awesome. Andrade buckle-bombed Darby Allin to get the win. Post-match, Andrade sent the private party to beat up on Sting. And we just mentioned these guys, but the Hardy brothers came out for the save. Great match. I loved this match. Really, uh, just another hard-hitting match for Darby. But it was really a big win. For Andrade, he kind yeah. of needed this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sets really him up. Did. This is the first big guy that Darby or that Andrade has beat when he beat Darby, and now it sets him up to beat bigger guys, or at least the impression that he can bigger and better for him. It mm-hmm. always felt for a while like Andrade was kind of an afterthought in AEW because and,
3: yeah, I felt like that was what was happening in this one. Like oh, he's in there with Darby. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah,
2: it, until he won. That's what was exciting. Yeah. I
3: mean, this is the yeah. guy
2: that debuted with no music, and Vicky Guerrero <laughs> getting all the heat at, and,
1: and musical managers. Like,
2: And there's Andrade. <laughs> and, yeah, and then Chavo, and then and then Chavo left, and Chavo apparently was very angry at Tony Khan. He had nothing nice to say, but now Chavo is managing Bandito at Ring of Honor, and so I I don't know what the hell's going on. Neither does Chavo apparently.
3: I think that was TK trying to make up with Chavo. Yeah,
2: that's what I figured. It's such an odd pairing that why else <laughs> would it be unless it was just like an olive branch.
3: But, well, yeah. yeah, I think they're cool. trying to make Bandito the bad guy. So that way people can feel good when Gresham wins, but that's, you know.
2: I'll never feel good when Bandito loses.
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> We're biased on this show towards the Luchadors, folks. Just accept yes. it.
2: <laughs> well, somebody on AEW might be biased towards 2009 TNA because Andrade <laughs> going up against Jeff Hardy and Sting, like that's, a, yeah. that's an old TNA. I mean, like such a dream match in a way. And Cool Spot, finally, they're treating Andrade like the big deal that he is. Jeff Hardy is, you know, like their hottest thing going right now. And we've talked about when you're the hot new thing, AEW really puts a spotlight on you, but who's up against the hot new thing also gets that spotlight. They get the rub from that. That's Andrade. If you're not going to be the world champion, Sting and Jeff Hardy are about the two highest profile feuds you could have in AEW. And sets Andrade up to do amazing things. I think in the future. I hope we get to see a lot more. There was a viciousness to what they did at the end of the match and the attack on Sting that we hadn't really seen in Andrade before.
3: Well, there was a the brutality with all the strikes. Like yes, it was the first yeah, time it, it really was, felt like they would he cared about something in AEW and yeah, yeah he
2: just yeah, he <laughs> was on fire. And I just this is the Andrade we've been wanting to see. I mean, he was yeah. so aggressive and. Cocky and yeah, just everything he did was picture perfect. It was the Andrade we've been waiting for. Very exciting. Hopefully, we get to see more of this. It's obvious this isn't over yet. The Hardys are going to figure into it. Sting, Darby, I I don't know where where we're building to this, where we're going. There I don't was think also they know. <laughs> Ric Flair had some problems this week and. It came out, you know, like in a, a little bit of a revenge type situation on Twitter that they had absolutely, AEW had absolutely intended to bring Ric Flair in to be Andrade's manager before the plane episode of Dark Side of the Ring, the plane ride from hell. and But now I am so glad they didn't pair Andrade with Rick. I felt like it stunted his debut but now he's got his own thing going his thing with jose like i am so in andrade's character right now in aw this is the most exciting he's felt to me since he was in nxt so i am all here for andrade and AEW. i can't wait to see what they do with it awesome stuff check yeah. back next Week. Yeah, we'll have all the dues, but this is so good for Andrade and so yeah. fun for us as fans. Yeah.
3: I yeah. do, I do have a quick interjection of, of facts that you, since you mentioned Thunder Rosa and, uh, something that I forgot. Mission Pro Wrestling, which you alluded to, is having their event on Saturday. It is part of the GCW collective. So yes. if you are watching it on Fight TV and you want to pay one price, you can see all of the GCW stuff. For one price, or it is $15 uh, on fights. So if you want to see Mission Pro Wrestling, Thunder Rosa's all-women uh, promotion uh, based out of Texas, so you know the crowd's going to be hot, they're also available this uh, over the weekend, uh, to, as Dusty alluded to.
2: Yes, Saturday at 3 p.m. And going to be an exciting card, I think. So yeah. big deal for Thunder Rosa. This is really – yeah. I mean – What a big month for Thunder Rosa. World champion, AEW, world women's champion, WrestleMania weekend show, you know, one of the few to have. I mean, like, who else? A Mox? I mean, not very many have the sway to to work these shows on WrestleMania weekend. So it shows that they have a lot of faith and a lot of trust in Thunder Rosa. And, but it also shows that they might be believing in her product. Like she puts on an incredible product. And so I'm very excited to see that. That's one I'm going to catch this weekend. I highly recommend you get it. It's going to be a great show.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you want to just save money and buy one package, the GCW package is the one I recommend. Yeah. Cause that gets you the world on Lucha uh the, we, there's a couple other events that have luchadors in it but they're in deathmatch environments so I didn't for the sake of brevity I didn't bring it up but they're also on the GCW1 and uh and you get the Mission Pro so, show on said so there's something solid lucha on all 3 days of that that multi podcast And we're using AEW's time to po- to hype it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: that's just what we have to do, especially this week.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, any time for Thunder Rosa, but especially this <laughs> week.
1: Yes. Right. Thank you, Dusty, for both AAA News and uh, AEW. We're going to jump this week into Major League Wrestling. So on top of intimidation games that's being uh hosted tonight on top of Azteca Underground tomorrow we had this week an MLW Fusion and two pretty big matches first we had our opening bout which is a six-man tag uh the team of Eddie's, Gino Medina and Minia Besmo Negro faced Octagon Jr., Puma King and the Luchador Sorpresa Micro Man, uh, making another appearance. And this was just a ridiculous trios match. Nobody sold anything. It just moves left and right. But also, again, another big goal of this, and I think is fairly well accomplished, to get Micro Man over. Uh, he broke up multiple pin attempts, uh, had, I think even just some of the best selling. Granted, I, I could see how delicate they were trying to be but also impactful anyone working with Microman uh but i think that he is truly you know mlw is viewing him as really one of the stars of their lucha libre division uh but again if you are looking just for a traditional feel good six man tag Absolutely. Uh, this match is great. But as far as substance, really the only things that you kind of see one, I do think Gino Medina is really selling well in this. I think he sold the best uh, out of everybody. Um, and again, I think we'll see maybe some of that aggression heading into Azteca Underground's taping and Microman the just people are fascinated by him the crowd loves him they were putting him over on commentary and you know it's it's microman's world and we're all living in it
2: yes, yes. yeah he he's the guy he's and he's DJ. all over this weekend too Yeah. WrestleCon. like yeah, yeah lots of stuff going on for him micromania runs wild
1: yes oh oh,
3: oh yeah. careful man <laughs> there's a man in florida that might come after you
1: well, Don't he'll have to go ass. he'll have to go through all of uh, the micromaniacs because <laughs> there's an army coming. There's an army building yeah. for Microman. Oh, it's true. Yes. It was- I'm trademarking that, by the way. TM Micromaniacs. micromaniacs? Yep. That sounds yep. like a
3: great parody shirt right there. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Uh, you know, we did also have a backstage segment with Cesar Duran. So, after, and, and actually, let me pull back. So, your winning team was Microman, Octagon Jr., and Puma King. Microman won by uh, putting Minia Basemo Jr., or Minia Bezmo Negro in a roll up for the win. Uh, That's unfortunately. Move. Yes, and unfortunately, <laughs> he was attacked at the end. But again, Nobody sold anything, so I was very confused as to what this was supposed to do. Uh, But, you know, your your winning team of Microman, Octagon Jr., and Puma King. Uh, Later on in the night, we did see Addis in the back and Cesar Duran approaching him. Pretty much with a bag of gold kind of bribing him, saying that he had a lot of great potential, um, but that there was obviously something darker and deeper and sacrifice that he needed to make. Uh, I believe alluding to something with Adamis. So I am not sure. Again, fight forever between Odis and Adamis. Maybe we will get them again in the future. Or maybe this, again, will allude to something that happens with the strap match between Adamis and Gino Medina. Uh, but... Caesar Duran still spinning his wheels and still playing behind the scenes. The big news though coming out of this week's episode, we did have a World Tag Team Championship match. 5150 faced EJ Nduca, uh, and a mystery partner, which as we found out on the show was Calvin Tankman. Uh, and 5150 was doing well in the match until a slip up happened with 5150 Danny dove through the middle rope and instead of hitting EJ he ended up hitting Slice on accident that took out Slice that pretty much damaged Danny to the point where he was in a vulnerable spot and EJ and Calvin were able to capitalize first EJ Induga hit him with a power slam and then Calvin with the running shooting star press For the pin, and we have new World Tag Team Champions in EJ Nanduca and Calvin Tankman. That is why you probably saw, or if you remember earlier, noted that Danny Limelight is in a singles match for Azteca Underground, and as well as EJ Nanduca and Calvin Tankman will be facing Los Parks uh, because that's another opportunity for Los Parks to get back to their goal that they believe is rightfully theirs. So. Big, big change in, in, title, um, for the, for the World Tag Team, uh, champions, uh, 51-51, the belts back in November. So a fairly healthy reign. Um, who knows if they are going to get a chance to get it back, but you also have the Von Erics kind of, you know, in the arena, uh, I guess figuratively and, and literally uh within the tag team division so uh kind of a very interesting uh ad hoc team of EJ and Calvin but they had just the right chemistry and was able to capitalize on just the mistakes of 5150 to uh have a big win in their first time teaming up so, uh, as I mentioned, uh, everything that's happening this week with MLW will be leading to future episodes of Fusion. So make sure you check out MLW Fusion on YouTube. It's free. It's absolutely free for you to watch each and every Thursday. It's only one hour long. It's a great show great product and a great and lucha libre presence on the show on a weekly basis so um even though right now they're in more of a fusion chapter they for sure will be going back to an azteca underground chapter very very soon and that also just builds up uh, the variety within the the show as well and with the promotion um just fascinating but that's this week in major league wrestling up next, you know it's the segment you love. You've got to have it. So why don't you go ahead and give it to them, Tusty? It's this week in Lucha Libre history.
2: That's right. It's time for this week in Lucha Libre history. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera for information, birthdays, anniversaries, matches of the day, all kinds of videos, even more stuff than I could mention. It's all about Lucha Libre, and it's at LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. As we mentioned last week, you're going to notice some format changes here and there to this week in Lucha Libre in the weeks to come. And this week we're remembering the legacy of Lucha Libre at WrestleMania, despite what you might've previously thought. And like, it may not be more than one match on the card, but there's a kind of a long history of Lucha Libre at WrestleMania. Rey Mysterio figures heavily into that. At least 50% of the Lucha Libre matches or Lucha Libre relevant matches at WrestleMania, of Rey Mysterio, including Rey Mysterio versus JBL when he became champion at WrestleMania 25, Rey Mysterio versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 26, Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio Cody Rhodes, Rey Mysterio versus Matt Hardy. And that year, Jeff Hardy had had some drug trouble. He was supposed to beat his brother and become Cruiserweight champion. Rey Mysterio, he got the spot just because he was the best, and Jeff Hardy was on drugs. A good spot to be in for Rey Mysterio. We also had Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 21. And for me, Rey versus Eddie is the quintessential Lucha Libre WrestleMania match. There's two guys at the top of their game doing it better than anybody you had ever seen do it before. And they were doing it together on the grandest stage of them all. And what made this special was they had really come up together from AAA. They kind of got popular at the same time, AAA. Then they both went through ECW. Then they both went through the WCW Cruiserweight division before eventually at this point, this WrestleMania, they were the two most famous luchadors in the world that time. And, you know, and maybe still, aside from Santo, it's hard to argue anybody more famous than Ray and Eddie. Very cool. This match really tied together with their history. That's what made it special to me. We, you know, we'll touch on this in a little bit with Rey Mysterio too. But so much of Lucha Libre is about history, about legacy, about family, about remembering the people that came before you and then building on all of that to become yourself, to become the best. And this match had all of that. So much more. It really could have been anybody's match. It could have gone either way. Ray got the pin with a Hurricane Rana right at the end. Amazing. They shook hands afterwards. This was Eddie's final WrestleMania because he passed away that November. And really, in my head, when I think of Eddie Guerrero, like my mental image of him, he's shaking hands with Ray Mysterio at the end of this match. Like that's my mental image of Eddie. So cool. And due to that history and connection to the Lucha Libre, for me, this was just the lucha libre wrestlemania match brendan what, what what did you think about the lucha adjacent wrestlemania matches
3: well i mean so miranda and i spent a good amount of time for no particular <laughs> reason just researching all of this. research because we're professionals because it's fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we went just we went real deep down the rabbit hole and i was i was impressed with the amount of things that uh was there uh, the one that, that, that terrified me though was WrestleMania 19 did have Lucha content and I was actually there in the stands watching the show. <laughs> I barely remember this match. Like it was completely overshadowed by Brock Lesnar and, uh, uh, and a couple other matches, but like, I mean, I, that's my big takeaway is remembering Brock Lesnar doing the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the press that he does, the, the off the top rope press live, like, yeah. It's a big uh but yes, yeah, so so I that like I said that was my big takeaway though was lucha libre was all over the cards. We knew in the uh in the 80s that he was working with with luchadors. He uh, like whenever they were in Texas, they had events. So I mean, we we knew and uh, we'd see that, but like if you could go on the old school app, I guess you can if you're not in America, you would uh, you could you could just search by the Luchador's name or even uh, you know Lucha Libre a little bit and you would get some interesting results and I apparently some of those were WrestleManias so uh, I I don't have a single match that is a takeaway like you mentioned the the uh, evolution of of Ray and Eddie is kind of the big story because yeah when you were running down stuff it was you would say. Ray Mysterio or Eddie Guerrero, like over and over again, and um,
2: well, and Eddie won the world title at WrestleMania mm-hmm. twenty, and that was such yeah. a huge moment. I mean, huge, like such a cool, yeah, thing exactly. for Eddie, and yeah, and Eddie, like Eddie had kind of come up with the mullet, and then he cut his hair, and like all of a sudden he <laughs> was the coolest guy in WWE, and it was effortless, <laughs> and that was like the pinnacle of his coolness was the world title.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I, yeah, the, 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 that was a one, I mean, for me, it was the payoff for a really long result because I had been watching him since AAA, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, yeah, that was, I, that was a, it was a cathartic moment for me. Like, finally, one of my guys is getting the respect that I know they deserve. So, uh, it, you know, it is, cannot be understated that that is a huge part of the Lucha legacy of WrestleMania is the, Evolution of both Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero and, uh, and, uh, hopefully, you know, Dominic, uh, Dominic gets his, his, uh, his up and coming because he looks like he's going to be the luchador for a while with, with, uh, WWE, but, uh, yeah, uh, let's see, um, but you oh that's right we had the Chavo Guerrero legacy going on here too. Can't underestimate Chavo and the Cruiserweights cuz that that match was Yeah. for the Cruiserweight championships there and uh that and it featured, was a really
2: a surprise win for Chavo too yeah, at the yeah. time. Like very exciting.
3: Yeah, in, in retrospect, you're like, well, yeah, I guess Chavo deserved, but you, you, at the time, he was not, like, he was not looking like he was going to be a big name in WWE. Like, he did okay no. in WCW. Uh The Guerrero name carried him a lot further in WCW than it did in WWE, for sure. But, I mean, and, and then you look at the names that were in that. Like, you had Ultimo Dragon in there. You had Rey Mysterio in that match. Like... You know, those are legends in lucha libre. Those were legends at the time. People knew those are huge names. Uh, Tajiri as well, not a lucha libre name, but a huge name. Uh, so, like, that was is that's a great one to have have some sort of a legacy on uh, as well. Just. To do. But there was definitely more than that. Uh, we did mention, like, there was some gimmick battle royals. I, I always have to mention Mil Mascaras was the, the, the kind of core luchador in WWE. I don't believe he had a, like, a true WrestleMania moment. I couldn't find it, but he was, it would never have been a surprise to have him at a WrestleMania in the early days, like one, two or three. Um, and, uh, So, yeah, before I ramble too much, I'm just going to throw it over to Miranda.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think definitely in line of what we've already been talking about, WrestleMania is, you know, we joke about, you know, the house that AJ Styles built, but but Rey Mysterio, you know, has helped build WrestleMania Mm -hmm. um, with all of his appearances and matches. And yes, they weren't necessarily all headliners, but you know, always memorable entrances and memorable performances. Always. And his gear, um, yeah, his always. gear. I, out. I was yeah.
3: you missed it, Dusty. I was joking. We were going to talk about his gear and his entrances because,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's
2: really the highlight of WrestleMania for a lot of. Yeah, this is how Rey Mysterio comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember the year when he had the. Um, the headdress with all the feathers, you yes. know, of the S <laughs> yes. I well, mean,
3: like, oh. how iconic. Well, yes. and that's, there's yeah. still action figures and, and pickets. Oh, get, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Miranda, this is your spot. We keep talking over you. Well,
1: no, no, no. But I think in in tying into with the culture that is Lucha Libre, the expression of identity through your gear. And Rey Mysterio, I mean, he has one of the most iconic masks of all time, but also the most iconic looks. And he always brought it to the next level at WrestleMania. Um, And so, you know, just to see what he'll be wearing in this WrestleMania is more of a point of discussion in some ways than what he'll be doing um but with all of the matches that he's had of course we you know with eddie but even some more maybe ones that are less notable or ones that we forget like with uh, matt hardy for the cruiserweight championship uh with uh cm punk at 25 jbl I'm sorry, JBL at 25, um CM Punk at 26, Samoa Joe, uh Cody Rhodes, all I mean all of those are memorable Cody matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and so I really do feel like You know you cannot talk about Wrestlemania without Rey Mysterio I do also then want to kind of throw this curveball um, And this was in particular For 24 The um, Money in the Bank ladder match um, That featured of course CM Punk Winning but Chris Jericho John Morrison, Carlito MVP, Shelton Benjamin And that in particular is one of the more Memorable Money in the Bank ladder matches Of all time mm-hmm. <laughs> Me. And so, um you know, I know we didn't get to see John Morrison in as many of those types of matches, but he always excelled in them, always excelled in those types of matches because of just his, uh you know, agility and, you know, his understanding of how to put really... Intricate spots together and but also, you know, understanding that his background and agility and high flying is a perfect fit for uh, those types of matches. So I think in the spirit of WrestleMania being the biggest, the best, the boldest, the grandest stage. Uh, all of, you know, there's so many matches that help encompass that. Um, and whether that is some of those bigger types of matches like Money in the Bank or just a star like Rey Mysterio, who's up there with, you know, legendary and even numerous WrestleMania appearances. Probably what, top 10 in the company of WrestleMania appearances. Um, you know, and, and probably even higher than that, but, I do think that, you know, he in one of the things that maybe is a little undershadowed or undervalued is Rey Mysterio's contribution to, you know, the biggest wrestling event of the year.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, One thing you touched on that we didn't uh, we, we talk have been talking a lot about Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero together. But a lot of the WrestleMania legacy isn't them together. It's not them on one side of the ring. It's not them as a tag team. A lot of that was played out well before they got to that level that they were both contending for the championship that like it was, you know, you're talking about Rey Mysterio's legacy. You're talking about that JBL match. You're talking Mm -hmm. about a couple of those other really big high profile matches. I, I always go to the JBL match because that's where he became serious to the casuals like he wasn't just the lucha guy that everybody loved from you know the cruiserweight division uh, in wcw at that point he was the giant killer he was the the a legit contender for the heavyweight championship despite being almost half the size of jbl and and other guys that he was wrestling at the time and uh that was kind of one of the big payoffs to that and and, uh, Eddie was the same way. His match against, uh, his match, his feud against Brock Lesnar was, was more about his legacy in, in the big events like WrestleManias and SummerSlams than, than, uh, his matches with Ray, which don't get me wrong. Those are all instant classics. We all knew at the time, but they, they, they were so much bigger. Their legacy became so much bigger through this, this stage of WrestleMania. Uh, just. Just kind of worth noting that it Mm -hmm. was—it's not just about the magic they had together. It was about the presence that they were able to bring to the show to help really elevate Lucha Libre to to fans that definitely hadn't been exposed to it before. Mm
1: Again, that was this week in Lucha Libre. Don't forget to check out this day in Lucha Libre history at LuchaCentral.com. But wait, there's more. Brendan, can you let our listeners know what else they can find on LuchaCentral.com?
3: Well, yes. So if you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it really is time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre where you can get all the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area or Dallas. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And it's still free, folks. So... If you're not, if you really, really, that should be the reason to go. It's free. LuchaCentral.com is your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre.
1: Thank you, Brendan. So, of course, this week is pretty busy for the WWE. uh, And even though we talked a lot about WrestleMania already, we still have some WWE tidbits for you. Dusty, go ahead and take it away.
2: Yeah. The main thing is part of the WrestleMania like media presence they do a lot of interviews the wrestlers do i mean they they meet with people from all kinds of newspapers Magazines, channels, radio stations, all kinds of stuff. But as part of that, with the Times Now news, Times Now is the name of the the paper in India. Ray Mysterio did an interview, and they specifically asked him about wrestling against Dominic. And he said that he, you know, after he thought about it, he really would not like to wrestle Dominic. That when they first done training, he thought that you know to really get Dominic over what they had to do was face each other in a match, which felt kind of natural. But now that they had been tagging together that, you know, he was really seeing the importance of family and the importance of legacy in Lucha Libre and he didn't want to be seen as the kind of guy that would beat his son or that would fight his son. He wanted to go out Like, as a a father-son thing, he did not want to retire that way. We had kind of thought it was like a natural retirement match, you know, Dominic versus Ray. But Ray doesn't want it that way. He still wants to be seen as being like Dominic's guy and being on Dominic's side. Mm -hmm. And even when he retires, so he does not want to wrestle against Dominic, which is kind of the opposite of what everybody assumed. And the opposite of the WWE style where you're, you know, always got to turn on – whoever you're related to or whoever you're in a tag match with. Yeah. Just kind of deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so it, At least it'll kind of quiet the speculation, maybe, that he's going to face Dominic in a match. And we also discovered this week in an interview that Damian Priest did that Rey Mysterio's lack of presence last year at WrestleMania was due to the Bad Bunny match. He doesn't really say who it was. Heavily implies that it was Vince. But he had been, of course, he started out as Bad Bunny's tag partner. But Vince really wanted, or whoever, really wanted Rey Mysterio in the match. And Triple H kind of at the last minute had to intervene and tell him, no, you know, you're in the match. I will take care of this. And that's why we got to see Damian Priest at WrestleMania. And But, yeah, until... Triple H went to bat for him. He was able to show the producers he had what it took. Rey Mysterio. And I guess he was still, you know, allegedly back there. That's why he had no WrestleMania presence last year. and just In kind case
3: of, somebody said, you're in, kid. And yeah, in, so, in
2: case can, they needed him.
3: Can you imagine and, sidelining that we just talked about Rey Mysterio's legacy at WrestleMania? And they're just like, no, we're going to have you as the backup for Damian Priest.
2: Yeah, well, I guess he was uh, the front-up until <laughs> Triple H got involved.
3: But, I mean, and, they still didn't put him in a match. No, I mean, like, how did you
2: not have him <laughs> on the card? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the year that he was injured and he wrestled against Samoa Joe, he still got out there. And I mean, he yeah. lost. He had to drop the title, but nobody expected to see him. He came out with his Marvel Mysterioso gear, his Mysterio gear, looked fantastic. Yeah, One of the more memorable... Years of his return, yeah. I mean, Rey Mysterio, he's just, yeah. How do you not put him on there? Even if you have him put somebody over, he's like the guy to have. And
3: yep. Well, and and I wanted to swing back around to the to the Dominic story. We said when we talked about it off air that you know that's probably just us looking at it through the more American style. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that. Almost seems to be true because, right. uh, you know, uh, you never had Blue Demon turn on Blue Demon Jr. None of the Santos have turned on each other. LA Park is clearly being a guiding force for both of his sons and we, we, at no point are we right. speculating they're going to turn on each other. I mean, you never know because they they are crazy, but we're not really speculating that it's going to happen um just so on and so uh the wagner legato del wagner none of them we're not speculating that any of them are going to turn on him even though they all were completely rudo except for him because he's too popular so you
2: yeah know. The siblings <laughs> will turn on each other in lucha but very very rarely is it father son i mean i i don't think that super porky and no. Uh, Psycho Clown ever feuded, um, Pedro and Pedro Guayo Jr., you know, like Perito. No. You know, they didn't feud. I mean, it's just not a thing in Lucha. And- the
3: the closest I can think of is uh Gran Apache turning on Fabi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he still was loyal to Mary during that period of yeah. time. So, you know, it, it, yeah, and then they uh, they did reconcile. They went out of their way to reconcile that story before it to to wrap it all up. So, yeah, but that's the only one I could think of.
2: Yeah, and so looking at it through a Lucha lens makes a lot of sense. Through an American lens, it you know, like it was turn different. on him. Yeah, turn on him. <laughs> kick your dad's ass. Kick him, you know. super
3: kick him through the yeah through the mirror, Dom. Just do it.
2: <laughs> through the mask shop window.
3: <laughs> And, and I mean, so we, we keep referencing that, but that really is the, the point where we, everybody started to expect tag team partners to turn on each other. Like everybody, after Shawn Michaels had turned on Marty Jannetty, like every WCW did it, the Rock and Roll Express broke up, uh, like, and then generation after generation, we get tagged, and then now we have the point where WWE is clearly forming tag teams just for the breakup angle. So, They've conditioned us to expect tag teams are going to implode at this point. (laughs) Miranda, uh, you're being very quiet on this, but I know you must have opinions.
1: No, I mean, I believe the conditioning is, is fairly accurate. You know, I also probably feel like I'm sure it's a balance of, you know, when you take storylines in a more, I guess, personal setting, you know, I mean, Dominic has literally grown up under the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know if they felt like how beneficial or not beneficial that was to his career, but I think he really just wants to support him and have him stand on his own. Um, you know, I think it could have been maybe a cheap heat or an easy way him to turn but i think ray is looking at it in the long term and look at ray's career you know i mean granted he's been this perpetual underdog but truly someone that fans love and i think maybe that's also you know something that he is wanting to pass on to dominic and understanding that um you know that's a big sell in wwe if when you can be a hero granted there's other ways Dominic can turn. You know, Dominic, I think, <laughs> will have the ability to fluctuate between heel and face uh, because he does have a little bit of that Eddie Flair. Um, and that was, you know, is as much as uh, Ray is his dad, he has so much influence from others in the world of Lucha Libre. So, you know, I get where Ray is coming from. I'm sure there's other ways they can go about it. Um, I would almost be interested to see where that goes.
3: Yeah, I I mean, there's still a lot that we can see happen. That's very true.
1: Well, that is this week in WWE News. Thank you so much, Dusty. And to cap off this week's show, we're going to revisit NXT. Now, I talked about it earlier. I kind (laughs) of put the cart before the horse with this week's stand and deliver.
3: (laughs) We had to, just the way it was.
1: We had to. Uh, but we did have a big return. Now I'm going to take a step back though, just in general, uh, nxt news uh or what happened this week we did have legado de fantasma uh face josh briggs and brooks jensen this is a follow-up to what actually happened a few weeks ago speaking of the Mysterials, when they showed up on nxt uh when they uh, especially i think it was raul facing dominic uh you had the team of josh briggs and brooks jensen uh somewhat interfere in that match now we finally had these Two facing off, uh, each, with each other. Of course, you also had Electra Lopez accompanying Legado de Fantasma while Fallon Henry accompanied Brooks and, uh, or Jensen and Briggs. Um, Jensen and Briggs getting the win on this match, uh, they ended up, I think it was Briggs, uh, ended up with, uh, delivering a choke slam to Joaquin Wild. Um, so a loss for Legado de Fantasma. A way to, to bring up Briggs and Jensen, I'd love to see more of a long-term feud, maybe a little bit more of a back-and-forth between these two tag teams. Again, it does always makes me concerned for Legado de Fantasma when they go through a losing streak. Um, You know, Legado, they did have a, a good showing on NXT Level Up not that long ago. And again, if we look at Level Up in comparison to a dark and dynamite situation, Level up is where they can really gather some of those wins, but will it really matter if they lose on the bigger show? I don't know, just putting that out there. <laughs> But the big news coming out of, uh, this week's NXT was the reunion of Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, this started when Toxic Attraction came to the ring to deliver a very strongly worded promo. Of course, Mandy Rose, uh, mentioned, well, in her own issues now, where now she's defending her women's championship in a fatal four way. Uh, that, you know, she is going to be, you know, one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant women's champion, uh, that NXT has seen, along with, uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane in the tag division, um, and it was revealed earlier that night, or... Before then, Dakota Kai was in the backstage area looking for Mandy. She found Wendy Chu's, uh, you know, clothes and pillow, and Toxic Attraction admitted that they were the ones who attacked uh Wendy uh and and took her out um and making fun of her. Dakota Kai then comes out uh to to face all three members of Toxic Attraction. She though gets beat up, you know, the odds are against her. Until Raquel Gonzalez comes out to even the odds, they wipe out the ring uh, of toxic attraction, and you get this moment where Dakota Kai and raquel Gonzalez are maybe are not sure what to do. Dakota Kai is maybe a little scared, unsure, and finally, they embrace, and we have the team. the band is back together uh so that was fairly quick turnaround, even though especially they've had super such a- quick. Longer feud. But, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, Logic. And if, you know, their goal is to get rid of toxic attraction, I really don't think there's any better team. Now, there's a lot also of additional rumors and speculation that this is somewhat of a swan song for either or both Dakota Kai and um, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, We've kind of already seen that with Tommaso Ciampa and his feud with Tony D'Angelo. It may make Makes sense um, for both of them to move on to either Raw or SmackDown and do so as a team um, because they work really well together. They have great chemistry, um, and maybe this is how they end up uh, doing their kind of final days in NXT. Um, but we still get both of them together facing Gigi Dolan and JC Jane on the kickoff show for Stand and Deliver. Uh, Brendan, I know you had some thoughts uh, oh, I, about I a- this. Have many opinions.
3: Uh, but to, to address the, the, the last one first, where you're talking about them probably going up, I feel like that's, that they're trying to avoid the situation they had with, uh, with, uh, DIY, where in NXT they were still hating each other, but they were being brought up as a tag team because they do work, they did re- work really well as a tag team together. So I, that may be why we get the, the hasty, uh, brought together but yeah considering the amount of time we had on the feud and the amount of blood that was that was kind of spilled uh the amount of like it just doesn't doesn't make sense for either of them to trust each other at that moment in time but you know i'm willing to go with it because the end result is that uh if if i were more faithful in wwe to do more complex stories this would be could be the beginning of a new Feud with Raquel and Dakota where one of them turns on the other at the at some point, but uh I don't I'm on, I don't care I'm on for the ride either they're going to have a great run as a tag team or they're going to have another winning feud like I, it's a win-win for me Uh and I'm just super excited to see that they uh they decide to go back to that playbook Uh although it's a little creepy that it looks like Wendy was absolutely murdered.
1: Yeah. She was <laughs> she was sleeping with the fishes if we're taking some of that terminology. I mean,
3: and seeing sleeping is her big thing. You you yeah. chosen your words well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy angle. I'm super excited it happened. I'm I'm uh with you and thinking they're probably going to be coming up to the main roster and probably as a tag team.
1: Well, we will be reporting so much in the next few weeks, all of the aftermath of WrestleMania weekend. Make sure to check out the Lucha Central weekly podcast. That does it for this week's episode. We hit you with a ton of stuff. So go ahead, take some time to process it all. We'll be here. (laughs) We'll be here. Uh, While you're at it, go ahead and check out LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can check out Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram, and at Com on Twitter. Our YouTube channel has all of our archived episodes of the Lucha Central Weekly podcast, both in English and in Espanol, as well as matches, interviews and content that you cannot find anywhere else. Of course, while you're at that, too, go ahead and follow us on social media. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you?
2: Yeah, I am on Facebook at Facebook dot com slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy.
1: And Brendan, where can our listeners find you? I am 321
3: T-shirt guy. That's the numbers 321 T-shirt guy is all spelled out. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters.
1: And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. A final reminder, though, too, if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and more, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe so that way you get a notification anytime a new episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops. You can leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show, topics we should cover, topics we shouldn't cover, things that you may agree or disagree with us on, as well as letting us know on social media. We'd love to hear your feedback, as well as that independent wrestling plug, as Brendan mentioned, if you are an independent wrestler, promotion, fan, we always love to promote independent wrestling shows on the podcast. So please feel free to reach out to us for upcoming shows, match announcements, match results, and much, much more for the Lucha Central Weekly podcast. Uh, I'm Miranda Morales. You got Dusty Murphy, Brendan Barr, part of the trio, all here. Make sure to soon to stay tuned for future shows for everything that you need to know in the world of Lucha Libre. Thank you all so much, and we'll be back with you next
0: week.